to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a fantastic show for all of you today. And thanks to the great feedback on the interview I did yesterday uh, with Sally. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to the whole interview, but it was a lot of fun. She's, uh, she sold one of the most expensive houses in the country, let alone in the world, $70 million. So that definitely that'll is a great do. interview. If you guys, yeah, that'll do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Done. I know. Can you imagine? I mean, let's say worst case scenario, the commission. The, yes, me too. But let's say worst case scenario, the commission was only two percent. You know, that'll know, still right? work out, right? Yeah. Hey, okay. by the way, Julie. Um, Julie, yes. could you do a quick sift through your email and find mm-hmm. there was a great email we had that we got two days ago. I was hoping that we could read it on today's show. Um, you'll know what it is because you That's got it as well. We, we, we earmarked it. I know, okay. but just if you can find it, if you can't, we'll just tomorrow's show. It's fine. Okay. But there was a really nice email. Actually, there was one in particular where that. Um, well, anyway, you'll find it. So, guys, as okay. far as your emails, we love them. We read them. It gives us inspiration as far as what you guys want more information on. We've been getting a lot of emails and comments about uh, you guys wanting to know more about BPOs and things of that nature. So we're going to be drilling down on that in the next three or four days, next three or four radio shows, so make sure you tune in and listen. And also, we um, have been noticing that the number of listens has been steadying, uh, steadily increasing. And uh, based on what we've seen so far this year, the total listenership uh, per month should double uh, by the end of this year. So, guys, that's huge because that will be close to 200,000 regular listens, and I really, really sincerely appreciate that. It tells me that we're on the right path. You know, it takes a fair amount of work to put these radio shows together for you every day, and it's always our intention to deliver you guys information that's practical, that delivers actionable, uh, you know, tactical information to you, so you can really get into action. This is a changing market. There's no doubt everybody knows it, and if you don't believe me, just go back and listen to the shows we did um, three or four days ago. By the way, you can listen to all of our uh, past shows at realestatecoachingradio.com, realestatecoachingradio.com, and that we just put up a new site, and the new site makes it so that it's super simple to listen from your mobile device. So just go to realestatecoachingradio.com and, and listen to all the past shows. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of you guys were very receptive to the fact that we were delivering you a real-time, really ahead-of-the-curve information about how to do a real good, deep look into your own market to know whether or not it was in transition. And the feedback we got from most of you was like, holy cow, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what you guys have been saying is true. I didn't realize it. Why, why isn't my office manager or my broker or why isn't my mm-hmm. whoever, whoever telling me all these things that you guys have said on those, on those radio shows? Why has that nobody else is warning me about what's – well, I don't know. I can't answer the question. But I'm just thankful that you were able to listen and listen objectively and go do your own homework to realize that, yes, indeed, the markets are shifting. And now some of you guys have been asking if I think there will be another housing crash or a housing depression or whatever. Um, I think housing is going to – a housing correction – it, it, just to summarize, because this has been a theme of the emails I've been getting, a housing correction is definitely in the cards in the near future. I do not think there will be another – there's no doubt in my mind there's going to be another recession. Um, by the way, guys, there is no technical definition for the word depression. So, you know, the last thing we went through probably historically will be known as a depression. And I think probably what we're going to go through – 
uh, you know, in the next, I would guess, next 12 to 18 months, is also going to be a, a depression. Now, a lot of you guys are feeling depressed because I use those words, but I want <laughs> you to be really clear that once you know what's going on in your market, and once you realize the fact that there's money to be made helping people no matter what direction the market's going, you will be excited because you realize that essentially the key to your long-term ever-increasing success is knowledge. And knowledge is something you can obtain, and knowledge is something you can master, and just having your prominent thought being of service to other people. But, you know, here's the reality of it. For a lot of agents, especially those not listening to this podcast, this radio show, they're not going to be prepared. They are going to be in shock. And for the, those that you, you know, want to help and you care about, um, yeah, do share the podcast with them. Go back and listen to those shows that we did and learn exactly how you can do your own homework and be your own guru, be your own best advisor. We gave you specific information how you can go about researching all this. And I'll tell you, here's what happened. As a result of us doing those shows, we had just thousands and thousands of you know listens, obviously, and then here's the number one response. Oh, my gosh, my market is shifting. What do I do now? And by the way, we did cover what you should be doing on those podcasts and a lot of you guys are starting to are realizing that you need to migrate towards being ahead of the line for the inevitable distressed property that's going to be hitting your market. And so you guys are wanting to learn about BPOs, you're wanting to learn about REOs, you're wanting to learn about short sales. I have to remind myself that many of you, at least half of you, have never been in a distressed market before. You've never been in a down market. And, and I'm here to tell you, and Julie, I think you're going to have my back on this one, for those of us who have been in many distressed markets, this will be our fourth. For those of you who have been through many transitions, for those of you who've made it and thrived during the last housing-led uh, downturn, well, guess what? It sucks. It's not that much fun because a lot of times people are anxious, they're depressed, they're scared, they're not knowing what to do if they took too long to take action. That's what I don't want you to do. I want you to get ahead of the curve. I want you to be prepared. Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. That's really, at the end of the day, what any smart business person is going to do. But I am not looking forward to having conversations about distressed owners again. I'm not. I don't. Those conversations no. with, on the radio show with coaching clients are not as much fun as like the one I had yesterday on the radio with Sally talking about some dude that bought a $70 million house. That's a lot more interesting. <laughs> right, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah. It's all good. But so, you know the thing is, too, Tim, that I, I would kind of play a little bit of devil's advocate with you on this because I think to some degree, even though it's more exciting and the conversation is generally more positive, it's a pretty challenging market when every time you list a property, you've got all of these you know, competing offers and you have to choose and you've got all these agents calling you and you have a time management meltdown. That ha is its own level of not that fun. And I'll give you an example of what one of our great coaching clients has done with this changing market information. She had asked me for more information, so I sent her uh, one of the articles that you and I had read. She forwarded it to a seller who was a little bit on the fence, who he himself was an economist. So she sent it to him, and his comment was, thank you for sending that. I agree with everything that was in the article, and I recognize that the potential recession is the solution. It's the correction to what is currently a crazy market. And yes, please put my house on the market right now so I can sell and get while the getting's good. So that's yep. how she used that information. It wasn't doom and gloom. It wasn't, oh my God, the world's coming to an end. It's let's do something about that. So you guys who are more, um, you want to study this more and want to know where I'm getting this information and studying all of it, the leading, and by the way, the topic, we haven't even announced it, the topic of today's radio show is basically the number one uh, secret, if you want to call it that, where, you know, agents like Sally get their 
where they generate their business. And we're going to give you guys the specific drill downs on what their uh, top producing a billion dollar agents lead sources are on the radio show. Uh, should just give us a second. And, and Julie's got an email. She found an email she wants to read to all of you. Um, but really, here's the thing, and I want you to be very, very clear about this. And if you're not clear, I want you to ask for help. So remember, you guys can email Julie and I at Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. But no matter what direction the market goes, no matter what happens to the economy, um, you know, again, what's going to lead the next recession is probably going to be a uh, banking bubble or more specifically a derivatives bubble. You guys can Google this and research this yourself, but a derivatives bubble. I mean, Warren Buffett came out and talked about it, what, last week? He was talking about the fact that he's not investing in any banks because the banks have too many derivatives. A derivative, in essence, is a gamble. It's a bet. It's like essentially they're standing around you know, at a blackjack table and the banks are, bank, are, are betting. And the amount of derivatives that are out there uh, are in the trillions of dollars. So a lot of the brightest minds in the world, Buffett being a great example, you know, they're all saying, guess what? There's no way that this is going to unwind nicely. There's going to be some kind of banking bubble that's going to blow up. And that's probably what the thing is that's going to lead to this next recession being more meaningful than the last one. And uh, housing won't lead it, but housing will be a byproduct of whatever the downturn is. Again, you guys do your own homework. Now, coaching clients on the private Facebook page, I did post a bunch of really great educational videos. I think they're uh, made by a guy named Chris Martinson. I found them on YouTube. There's like 30 of them, but they're fantastic, and they explain the whole uh, reasons why things are going to come out unwound and different types of things you could be doing now. And then Julie and I read probably about 10 books about this very topic, so we could make sure we are giving you guys leading-edge information. What you need to be doing now, unquestionably, is you need to be making the most of what's left of this market. And that means that if, the, you know, basically you might be in a market right now where you're like, Tim, what are you talking about? I'm in the hottest seller's market ever, and I get it. So make the most of that market. And then, you know, prepare by getting ready for the market that's going to come next. If you've not sold in a changing market uh, before, you're going to be confused if you don't actually pay very close attention to the things we're saying on this podcast. A lot of you guys are doing the next smart thing, and you're joining the Real Estate Coaching Essentials program. We have literally designed that program so that it's perfect for any market. You know, the top agents in the country, and you guys know this, use the Real Estate Coaching Essentials program to build their businesses, to build their teams. And also included in Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the BPO information that a lot of you guys are asking about, the REO information, the short sale information. It's literally a complete system. And if you use our student approval program, it's only $99 a month. So this is really, really affordable for all of you, and it's a real live coaching program. You get a real live coaching call. You get uh, four uh, semi-private coaching calls per month. Uh, so, you know, this isn't just basically a book or a something. This is an actual coaching program. If you guys want to learn more about it, just fill out that box that's below. Uh, just scroll down if you're on your mobile or just go to joinharris.com and just fill out that box, and we'll call you back. And when you do, by the way, we're going to give you uh, three books for free. We're going to email them to you, Real Estate Treasure Map. Um, we're going to give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, and we're going to give you your 12-month lead generation guide. So, Julie, you had an email to read, and let's get to our first point. Yes. Okay, perfect. And this is from Mark and Carla Rickert, or Reichert, sorry if I don't do your name right. And I believe, if my coach's brain is correct, area code 505 is right around Santa Fe or Albuquerque in uh, New Mexico. So any New Mexico referrals can go to Mark and Carla Reichert. Okay, they write, good morning, Tim and Julie. Yesterday, my wife Carla and I made the decision to engage in your one-on-one coaching program. I have to be honest, we have nerves about that decision, 
but we believe in what you do. So we jumped in with our, our four feet, knowing that this will set the stage for financial time and freedom and give us the ability with our efforts and your team's guidance to leave a lasting legacy for our children. We are less than a year in the business, and I have written to you before telling you how much I enjoy your radio program. Thanks for all you do, and we hope to have the opportunity to meet you one day in the future. Now let's get busy with prospecting. Blessings, Mark and Carla Rickert, or Reichert. So thank you so much for that, Mark and Carla. We will absolutely take great care of you. Welcome to our coaching family, and we understand your nerves. That's normal to be jumping in, as you said, with all four feet forward. That's okay. In fact, I worry more about people that aren't a little bit nervous about making such a commitment. So we take it just as seriously as you do. And again, welcome to our coaching family. Back to you, Tim. Yep. And so um, let's, So here's the topic of today's show. And Julie, just jump right. Well, actually, I have to do a little lead-in, don't I? So Billion Dollar Agents, number one lead source revealed. Very provocative title, right? So here's something I want you guys to write down. Now, this is going to be what I'm about to share with you for many of you, is going to be an enormous aha moment. And if you're an office manager and you're using our radio show for uh, training, uh, this is definitely something you want to sort of memorialize because it will really help a lot of agents, uh, I think, have a lot of clarity about why they struggle and why they basically don't have to struggle. So here's some statistics. Now, some of you guys are going to research this. You're going to find my numbers are a little bit slightly off. Who cares? There's, this research has been done numerous times. The, the essence of what I'm about to share with you is always the same, so don't get stuck. Don't get overanalyzed. Just listen to the point, okay? So here's the essence of why people choose to use a certain agent over another or how they go about choosing who they're going to interview for the job of listing their home, for example. We all go through a decision-making tree in our minds, and there's basically three steps to it. That if you have to hire, let's say, for example, a roofer today, some your, your roof develops a leak. This is, this is how you and everybody else goes about making a decision. Your roof has a leak. You're trying to decide who you're going to hire. This, this similar process is also true when choosing to buy a product, like a product like a new iPhone or whatever. I mean, you're going to go through something similar, but this is most – what I'm telling you now is really how people go about the decision-making process when they're deciding who they're going to hire for, to perform a service. So the first thing you do when you're trying to decide when you have a roof leak, you need to hire a roofer, you need to make a decision now, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to your own personal Rolodex. You're going to go to your stack of business cards. You're going to go to your phone. You're going to use somebody that you've used in the past. You're going to use somebody that you trust, somebody who's been a past, you know, who provided a service for you in the past. Make sense? That's what all of us do. First thing we do is, they, you know, you ask yourself, I ask myself, Julie asks herself, who do I know that I can trust to hire right now to solve this problem? Now, if I don't know a roofer, you know, Julie and I moved to Texas less than five years ago, and we didn't know any roofers, and we had a roofing leak. I didn't know a roofer. So the next thing that most people do is they'll go to a trusted friend or an advisor, and I'm going to put numbers to this in a second just to really drill this point home. They're going to go to a trusted advisor, a friend, a neighbor, someone from church, someone from synagogue, someone from – you're going to go to somebody you trust, and you're going to say, hey, I need a roofer. Who do you know that does a great job? And I know in my own behavior, that's what I do. When I need a trusted friend or advisor, I'll email one of our neighbors. I'll ask somebody who's been in the community for a while who the good guys are, who, who they can refer to me. Now, 99% of the time, something like that, 95% of the time, most people will find who they want to use from their own personal past experience or from the referral from their trusted friend or advisor, as I just described it. So most people are going to decide who they're going to work with 
and 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 that's that's how their decision making tree works. Now, less than 10% of the time, and this is a controversial number. I've seen this being, you know, 8%, 7%, 4%, you know, guys that sell ads argue that it's more than 10%. But in every study I've ever done, it's always been less than 10 or ever read, it's always been less than 10%. So here it is. Less than 10% of the time, someone's going to choose who they're going to hire for the job of, in my example, fixing the roof from an ad. Think about that. So here's some rough statistics. Don't get stuck on the numbers. Just focus. So the first question you're going to ask yourself is, who do I know that's a good roofer that I can use, that I've used in the past? Statistically, 50% of the time, that's that's how you're going to go about choosing who you're going to hire, someone you've used in the past. If you don't know somebody... You're then going to go to a trusted friend or advisor. 40% of the time, if you don't know somebody, you're going to find who you want to uh, hire from that referral from a trusted friend or advisor. And then 10% of the time, you're going to respond to an ad. So statistically, you're going to have a much better uh, chance of, uh, of essentially growing your business if you focus on either, you know, essentially being the per- basically your centers of influence and past clients. And if you, again, listen to the interview I did yesterday with Sally, one of the top earning agents in the country. And what did we talk about for probably half the show yesterday? How she specifically goes in and networks and builds her own centers of influence and past clients. That is her business model. And if you look at the most successful agents in the country, that is what they do. Now, that is like one of the blanket kind of boring BS things that agents always say. Where does your business come from? Centers of influence and past clients. But nobody really tells you how to drill down and make that work. Nobody really tells you what to say. People say, go to this event. Okay, you're there. Now what the heck do you do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of uh, you guys aren't salespeople, don't have sales background, don't necessarily want to be perceived as being pushy salespeople. You know, you want to go to that PTA meeting, and you don't want to be wearing your name tag and passing out cards. So that's where there's a disconnect. You know you should be networking. You know you should be working your centers of influence and past clients. It just makes sense. I mean, everything I just told you guys intuitively already knew, didn't you? But you don't know exactly how to take action once you're there. So what we're going to be doing on this show and the next show, maybe the show after that, is we're going to give you the specific drill downs on the actions you need to be taking to become a member of that first two group, the first two sections, right? You need to become the agent in your community that they just automatically think of. You need to be the one that's in their Rolodex. You don't have to have provided a service to them in the past. You could have made it in the Rolodex just because they met you someplace, right? And, if they, and, and in addition to that, you obviously want to be able to get yourself out there and network to the level that people will recognize your name as being the quality service provider so that if I'm in your community and I say, listen, I want to buy a house, who do I talk to? They're going to say Sally. They're going to say Dave. They're going to say Mark. They're going to say whoever because you have earned that, that sort of you know, special spot in their minds. And generally speaking, and here's something else that's interesting, going back to the roofing thing, right? Do you guys, when you need, you need to hire a roofer today, you've got a roof leak, does your mind just flood with different roofing opportunities? I mean, different roofers you could hire? Have you ever noticed how your mind will focus in on one name, one phone number, one company name, like almost immediately? You won't think of five or six. You'll think of one. So studies have, been, uh, have uh, proven that when essentially someone asks you for a referral, very rarely will you give more than one name. Almost always you're going to say, okay, here's the one person. You're not going to give three or four, right? That's just how our minds are wired. 
So you need to work on how to become that one person, and that's what today's radio show, and like I said, a couple of subsequent ones will be all about. Take great notes. Take this seriously. None of the stuff we're going to ask you to do is going to be hard. None of the stuff we're going to ask you to do will make you uncomfortable. And in many ways, and pretty much every way, when we tell you exactly how to take action on these ideas, you're going to be like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. No problem. That'll be fun because that's what it is. So, Julie, let's jump right in. Yeah, I mean, this is one of my most favorite spokes to implement with coaching clients because once you've done it, there's a large element of set it and forget it. It's, as you said, it's nothing that's that particularly difficult, and it's such an important foundation. So I wrote down four quick facts. Fact number one, when you see great listings come into your office and you wonder how that agent got that listing, statistically it's almost always because the seller already knew them, exactly what Tim was talking about. When you go to list your house, who do you already know? If not, who does your neighbor recommend? Who does your friend recommend? Fact number two, when longtime top-producing veteran agents are asked, and we've done this on live events, by the way, what is the one thing that they would change looking back? They all say the same thing. They would have been better at communicating with their past clients, their center of influence database. They would have been better, faster, and done it more long-term. Fact number three, People in your database who already know, love, and trust you are also less likely to ask you to do things like chip in or reduce your commission versus people who don't know you, who you prospected or marketed to. So again, if you had to choose, of course you're going to, you know, you can only have one listing today, you're going to go to a past client center of influence person partially because of that. And fact number four, Tim, when you communicate regularly and professionally with your database, a minimum of 10% from that database will hire you or refer friends to you every year. So if you have 100 people on your list, at least 10 of them will either work with you or refer someone to you each and every year. Now, it is a fact, because I track this, most of our coaching clients see more like 30% of their list actively referring or personally using them year over year. However, this only works when you work your list. Just having a list and knowing that statistic will not get you that statistic. You have to actually work the list. So then I wrote down practical application or action steps. As we always promise in our podcast, it's not just great information. It's what are you supposed to do about it? So shall we jump into that, Tim? Absolutely. All right, perfect. So practical application. Number one, decide on a database. Pretty simple. Use only one Don't have one database for one set of people and another one that's in your iPhone for that, and these people are on three-by-five cards. Just use one database. Top producer, a simple Excel spreadsheet. You can use Asana or Outlook. There are many others, but top producer is the one that most of you have had for years and have been paying for and don't quite know how to use. So if you've already got it, do their training. It's very good, and some of you guys have that in your office. So it doesn't have to be the ones I mentioned. It might be something else that works for you. The point is decide and commit to it. Point number two, curate your list from all of your sources, your smartphone, your email, your Facebook friends, wherever you keep your contacts. Maybe you have an old school uh, you know, address book that's all handwritten. That's another great source for you. So curate your list and put it together. There's not a single person listening, Tim, that doesn't have a minimum of 100 people that they know or who know them. Now, Some people say, what if I just move to a new market and I don't know anybody? Well, your coaches will help you 
network your way into building that list, and you can do that relatively quickly by participating in things where you're out and about. So that's a larger conversation, but by and large, all of you have a minimum of 100 people. So, Julie, you want to do a, let, yeah. you want a break and give them a little story? Sure. Okay, well, let's talk about Dave. We always like to talk about Dave, you know? Dave mm-hmm. in Austin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave helped us find our house here. So we, yeah, and, and uh, Dave was, so Julie, you tell the story. Because he was, you were helping him specifically. You were coaching him for a little bit. Talk to, uh, to the listeners. Describe to the listeners, like, I mean, what a blockhead he was at start. At, <laughs> basically, we started giving him suggestions on how to build his business. But then basically how you uncovered the things he was willing to do and what happened as a result. Yeah, well, so Dave's a guy that self-confessed is not going to be someone that just straps on the headset and calls uh, for sale by owners all day. That's not going to be his gig. He is more of a center of influence guy. He loves, loves, loves to golf, and he's actually very good at it. So when we started coaching together, he had a fairly sizable list of things that he was not going to do. So a good coach, when you hear that, will ask, well, okay, that's great. It's a nice confessional, but what are you willing to do? So don't feel – some of you guys have been made to feel if you're not going to be a hardcore prospector that there's something wrong with you. I believe in prospecting. It's the least expensive, most effective way to get you your next deal, but it's not for everyone, and that was the case with Dave. So what are you willing to do? Where has your business come from in the past? Well, a lot of these are from his – a lot of his deals, and Dave makes an excellent living, um, are from his golf buddies. So we talked about how he's working that, and really he was doing a pretty good job actually being kind of a secret agent, if we're being honest. And so we talked about some simple things. Well, like hold, on, hold on, hold on, Jules, Go ahead. Jules, mm-hmm. Jules. You got to, you got, you don't assume. I mean, you're talking to our, you're talking to the, uh, the choir, but we Preaching have to, to assume choir. a lot of guys listening don't know what the heck you're talking about. When she says secret agent, what she means is Dave was not somebody who would ever let you know he was a realtor. <laughs> you know, he'd not play openly, golf, but he would. Know, maybe if he you would, asked him, he, but he wouldn't come out with it. Right. He wouldn't talk about real estate. So he was like James Bond. He was like a secret agent. You know, you knew his name, but you didn't know what he did. You know, a lot of right. you guys are like that. You're, you, you won't talk about what you do. You just don't know what to say. You don't know how to have a conversation. You're worried what people are going to think about you. Oh, I'll see him as a salesperson. I'll be too pushy. They'll think I'm desperate. They'll think I'm just wanting to be friends with them to milk them for leads. I mean, these are all the sort of egoy thoughts that fill your minds. Um, and prevent you from actually helping people and making money. So Dave was just like that. That's what Julie means when she says secret agent. Sorry, Julius. Jules, go ahead. No, that's okay. And and he, you know, we talked about that. We had a coaching call about that. And then we worked on some some basic non-pushy scripts that he could use when he's out and about golfing. Then we made sure that he was not just belonging to two golf clubs, but we expanded that. And actually, a lot of his coaching homework was to golf more, which he was quite ecstatic about, that that was real homework. Well, once he actually started talking about what it was that he did for a living and became less weird about that, of course, he had a lot more transactions coming to him. And people would say, I remember he told me he was having lunch after a golf outing, and you know they were all sitting around a table together, him and his golf buddies, and one of them said, you know, I just put my house on the market, or I'm getting ready to put my house on the market because we're building new construction. So Dave's ears perked up, and normally he would have just not said anything, but he and then said, well, and then yeah. offended, why it didn't had, you use me? And had his feelings yeah. hurt, right, and not right. said anything, and just figured that the guy just, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, well, in Sorry. this case, he actually did step up and say, well, that's interesting. It would be my pleasure to help you with that. Tell me more about your situation. And, in fact, the guy said, oh, yeah, 
I forgot, you're in real estate, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, my wife had been picking the agents that we thought we were going to use, so maybe we should meet with you as well. You got the appointment, you took the listing, um, and then had the affirmation that, yeah, it's okay to talk about real estate with your golf buddies. So this is why we're really pounding you guys on this center of influence. This is the most important spoke. It's the easiest one to deal with. It's the easiest one to, to uh, systematize. And it's also the one – I have to pick on the uh, more direct driver types here for a second, Tim, because a lot of you guys are all, you know, oh, that's not me. I'm not the warm and fuzzy talk to my past client type. Okay, but remember, when somebody gets a listing away from you and you, you know, are all outraged, it's because they out-center have influenced you, period. That is the reason they bonded, they connected, they already knew them, they were referred to that person where you thought you had it in the bag because you are who you are. That's how you lose a listing. So this but Julie, is for in the, in everyone, Tim. In the time remaining, you've got another great story, okay? So there's a, there's an example of somebody, and then and then they set up parameters. He had to play golf. Uh, he had to schedule when he was going to play golf. I mean, this is really torturous for poor Dave because, you know, after all, he hated golf so much, right? <laughs> so he had to play golf. He had, the home, you know, the, the schedule you set up for him, Julie, is literally he had to play golf at specific days at specific courses. I mean, this is what the guy did to build his business. In addition to that, he had to play golf every time with different people. He couldn't just play with the same group of guys. Yeah. And then that's how he built his in his business in the past. I mean, we, you and I ran into him, I don't know, six months ago, maybe 90 days ago, and mm-hmm. he was telling us a little bit about his business. He went from making probably $100,000 a year to something like $750,000 a year. And it was all – and he wasn't advertising. He wasn't prospecting. He wasn't doing anything other than playing golf. Now, Julie's got another fun story, too. And this one I think actually you guys uh, will really enjoy. So you, I'll set it up for you, Jules. You had another mm-hmm. client, very sweet gal, who wouldn't prospect – absolutely had fear of being perceived as a salesperson, 100% introverted, but she loved dogs. Pick it up from there. Yeah, that's right. And another theme of coming to her first first coaching call with a confessional of what she was not going to do. And, in fact, she had been to a different coaching company's prospecting event, and, you know, that was like boot camp prospecting. She thought that would be good for her. Her broker recommended it. And it just – didn't really resonate with her. She wasn't feeling it. And in fact, she, she thought, had gone home from that event thinking that she could not and would not be successful in real estate anymore, even though she had already been in real estate for, I think it was eight years and quite successful at it already, because she wasn't going to be a, quote, prospecting agent. And that there was something wrong with her that she was uncomfortable strapping that headset on and getting to work every day. In fact, she left that event in tears, thinking that she would now have to get out of real estate and figure out what it was she was going to do with her life. She reached out to us in an act of desperation because she had listened to a podcast where we were talking like we are today and said, well, you know, what else can I do? And I asked her, what is it that you like to do when you're out and about? What is it that resonates with you? Well, she did a lot of volunteering she went to, rescue um, you know, pet stores and the Humane Society, and she would volunteer to walk dogs. Well, okay. And the funny thing from a coaching perspective was she said that she was actually pretty comfortable door knocking, which to me is prospecting. But I didn't say anything, (laughs) okay? We're not going to call it (laughs) prospecting. Don't want to freak her out. We don't want to freak you out. So, okay, good. So we devised a plan where she would uh, systematically go and volunteer even more regularly And talk about, you know, she would talk about dogs first and her passion for rescue, but then she would talk about what she did for a living, real estate. 
So we talked also about the event that you and I used to do with the Humane Society, buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free. So she had some of those programs going, and she would go and she would volunteer to spring some of these poor wayward dogs out of their cages and take them on walks. That was part of her volunteering. So she would go well, there, and then she, she started to wear a vest that says, adopt There you me. go. Yes. Yeah. And so that, was that the made people look. Yeah. Well, let's let's say that again. Let's say that again because I was talking over you. Sorry, listeners, for having to hear that. But so the the gal again. She was an introvert. She loved dogs. Everybody loves dogs, you know. And she again, she wasn't going to be someone who was going to go and start, uh, you know, twisting arms to get people to talk about real estate. So she, Julie had the idea. Well, you know, she the the. She, the places that she was walking the dogs from wanted her to wear a safety vest, wanted the dogs to have a reflective leash, I mean, all those types of normal things. And so the, she, had her, she got her own vest, and on the vest, on the back, she had, in you know, bright, clear letters, she had embroidered, Adopt Me. Okay, so now here she is walking around in this fluorescent vest with Adopt Me on the back, walking a dog. She had tons and tons of people coming up to her and asking her about, you know, what the heck are you about, lady? You know, and it was a huge conversation starter. And the initial conversation was about something that she had passion for, helping these dogs. And then basically the conversations would organically flow into talking about real estate. Listen to the interviews I do with our top producing agents around the country. These are agents selling hundreds of homes, making millions of dollars per year. Let's go back to real estate coaching radio and listen to them. And you will find consistently that this is how they have – this is the – number one most powerful spoke that they have on their lead generation wheel. And that spoke thing, just for those of you who are new listeners, that's one of our tenets that you have to have a lead generation wheel. So imagine a bicycle spoke, and the more spokes you have, and ideally you have five to seven spokes, each spoke uh, represents a source of business. The first spoke you should always be adding is the one that we're going to be discussing with you of the subsequent radio shows. So, Julie, I, I enjoy this topic, to be honest with you, because I know yeah. it's something that everybody listening can do. And they just have to basically get their – I like how you actually said something there, too. You said something really important. This gal was made to feel like a failure because she wasn't mm-hmm. you know, willing to conform to a particular way of generating business. You know, she, was, she, was all, she was actually left that event in tears. And, and a lot of you guys find yourselves in situations like that where somebody's trying to say, well, if you don't do it this way, you know, you're not as good as somebody who will. It's just a bunch of crap. The wonderful thing about real estate is there's a billion ways to generate leads, and you can start by asking yourself the questions that we started the show with. How do you make it so that you're the trusted friend or advisor? You become the contact person. You become the number one name that pops in people's mind when they think about real estate. We know statistically it's not going to be through advertising. We know statistically it's going to be by you having, you know, personal contact with someone who calls you directly or that someone refers somebody to you. We're going to help you become that person. Open your mind, not to what you're not willing to do, you know, as Julie was kind of pointing out, but what you are willing to do. And then when you are willing to take action on, maybe it's the PTA thing, maybe it's, uh, you know, I don't even know if there's Girl Scouts anymore, but maybe you're going to host a Girl Scout thing. Maybe Julie used to play in an orchestra. I mean, she used to play in several orchestras. And Julie, my wife, you know, Coach Julie here, and she used to get tons of business from her orchestra. So you guys can do the same thing. Be you, doing what you're passionate about, um, and then you will find that conversations organically flow to real estate. It's just normal. 
So you guys, there's not one way to be successful in this business. There's literally dozens and dozens of ways. Tune in for the next few shows, and we'll give you some great ideas. In the meantime, here's what I want you to do. If you're not in the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Program, and you now are realizing that your market is indeed shifting, and you're not knowing what to do, that is what you must do. Because in that Essentials Program, we're going to give you all the tools necessary. The BPO list, the Asset Manager for the REO Companies list. Those of you who were around during the last housing uh, you know, bust, you know that the agents that were on those REO, those asset management companies lists early were the ones that made out you know, extremely well in most cases because they were getting the assets. Those of you guys who are sitting around wondering how so-and-so was getting all these REOs, well, you can be so-and-so now, but you've got to take action. A year from now, everyone's going to be talking about this, so get ahead of the curve. Fill out that form. Just scroll to the bottom. Fill it out. Someone from our team will call you back. Or you can go to joinharris.com. In the meantime, guys, if you need us for anything at any time, please send us an email. We love hearing from you. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.